this computer. All right, welcome back to the Lindros Talks podcast. We're doing things a little different today, but just wanted to start with we are in partnership with Black and Gold Hockey Productions. We are here with co-host Bob and Sunny Julia Andrew and Jim Lindros. How are we doing today? Doing great, Andrew. So we are going to do things a little differently. Uh, we'll have our uh, next guest on next week. We'll talk about who that is a little bit later. But this week, we thought we would actually do father and son sort of recap about uh, sort of our journey so far with the Lindroth Hockey Podcast. This is episode 66. And uh, talk about some of the guests and, and our reflections, because we really don't have too much of a chance to for us to talk, we want to have the hockey players talk. And then we're also, since it's uh, Women's History Week, and we're also following this episode up with our last week's guest, our uh, first woman hockey player. So we're, uh, we'll touch a little bit about some women's hockey history. Awesome. Sounds good. So we have been doing this, obviously, since October of... 20 in the middle of the pandemic we thought this would be a it was your idea Andrew yep uh to do a father and son hockey podcast and we were going to do it with uh just talking about uh Boston Bruins current events and we did that for a little bit and then we kind of morphed it into hey it would be a great idea since hockey players are the greatest most uh generous athletes that we would try to get a player or two on and as our listeners know that follow us uh, faithfully, that Ian Kessrich, who's been on twice in our podcast, he was our first guest and he was uh, and also gave us some referrals for some other uh, guests. And it was such a wonderful experience. We thought, hey, let's get on hockey players, uh, regardless of what league, as long as they were professional and or in college. Because yeah. remember, we have uh, Garrett Gamez. Yeah. Never, never quite made it. I, I believe it was it was Gamas, right? Yeah, yeah. Suffered his injury. So, what do you think, Andrew? Well, yeah, obviously it took off to something we we didn't expect, but you know, obviously what you had highlighted was the kindness and uh, you know their uh, willingness to come on the show. Um, you know, to take that time because all these guys are busy guys and have lives, whether they're current players at we recently interviewed like Justin Hodgman. Or you know, Jeremy Gates' assistant coaching and such. I want people who are retired. So, um, but it's been awesome. Yeah, I don't know about you, but um, the whole point of this was not only to, to meet these players via Zoom, maybe meet some in person, which we'll get to some stories later as well. But, uh, you know, we get to learn more about the game of hockey and uh, kind of the background of the game, the business side. You know, when we go back to the small podcast, we try and bring more of the business side out, not to focus more on just money or business, but obviously when you go back and listen, we really try and get what their lives are like as a pro hockey player, depending on what league they're playing. I just think it's been a very cool experience to hear all these stories and, um, you know, the similarities between the stories, how everybody kind of knows each other and there's these web of connections. And, uh, I mean, all the inspirational stories as well with mental health, Dad, which we've covered quite a bit on this podcast. Yeah, we were very surprised, I think, uh, after you know almost 60 guests on or however many players we've had on and coaches and referees we did say that yeah we were surprised at the background you know as fans we sit here on the couch and we're yelling and screaming on on uh tv or in fantasy leagues or whatever the case may be but uh this is a business and uh for these players following their their journeys their ups and their downs 
uh, their regrets and some of their celebrations. It's really um, a, a business in the end. Mm -hmm. And while some of them get to play in the NHL, but their career didn't end there, they went on maybe to play in other leagues. It, it was just a, a fascinating story, uh, one that we find out business is business. And I think that's sort of the, the, the sad part about realizing things. You know, we, we think everything wants to be like, you know, hockey cards where, you know, stats are, you know, all glowing and everything else. But the reality is a lot of ups and downs in the minors and some setbacks and, and even some coaches that have not moved careers along and GMs that, you know, if our listeners go back and listen to some, uh, there have been problems with GMs. And uh, but most of them have been sort of uh, any errors that they made in their career. A lot of them say it was self-inflicted, whether it's due to immaturity or some sort of addictions, but uh, it's been, it's been great. Yeah. And every one of our guests, it's very odd for us when you try to do a zoom call Oh yeah, and you hear the ding, ding, and we're ready to go. And then you meet, you know, a hockey player and in our, and in our case, some hockey players that we really have followed, at least me being the older guy, uh, you know, having like Shane Corson on Brian prop, you know, all these old players that, uh, you know, that I used to watch on TV as a teenager, as a kid. And, uh, and now all of a sudden they're on zoom and we're like, okay, it's go time. So. Well, now that we've got some credibility um, with our players and, and a lot of the players have, uh, you know, gone on to refer other players for us and some uh, um, have become friends, you know, like Dave Capiano, uh, he's a good friend of ours and, you know, uh, um, you know, we haven't met in person, but someday we will, but we, we, uh, we actually communicate quite often. We've had them on maybe three or four times. Uh, so they, they become players uh, that generally like us and uh, players now will, if we, uh, you know, they've told us, Hey, I've checked you out, you know, and, and you guys have got credibility you've had on these players. And I listen to a few podcasts. So now it's a bit easier for us, but we still get, if you're a pro player, you're like, you got this weird father and son, you know, duo saying, Hey, come on our podcast. And, you know, they're gracious enough to come on without knowing what's going on. And who knows, you know, as we do these podcasts, we see them on zoom, they see us, uh, even though, you know, we don't publish the, the video mm -hmm. and yeah, I'm sure they're looking at us going, Oh boy, what's going on. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. Somebody asks you, hey, if there's one episode you want me to check out to get more good with the 
Geez, I don't know. Uh, I'd really have to think about that. Yeah, you are. It's like lightning round questions that we ask. Um, for me, it's, 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 I mean, I'd have to really think about it. There's been so many actually, uh, which is a good thing. Um, but I remember early on, uh, like episode 19 or something or other, our first, um, you know, NHL legend was Brian Prop. So I remember getting Brian on. We were so stoked for like, you know, we scheduled a month out or something. We were really stoked about having Brian Prop on. Yeah. And same thing, uh, you know, Shane Corson was another uh, a big one early on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I enjoy, like I said, uh, you know, our, our friend Dave Capuano. Uh, I enjoy having him on quite a bit because now, you know, we've gotten to know each other. Um, you know, we've gotten to, you know, be friends. Right. So it's easy for us to talk to Dave and ask him questions um, as opposed to meeting him for the first time. So that's kind of a nice thing. Um, I really enjoy, you know, Ian, yeah. Ian Kesserich. And, you know, we just had him back on and we had lunch with him and recorded during lunch. So, uh, you know, that first interview that got us going, I think, is important too. What about you, Andrew? You know, I obviously really like But you know, that's the whole point of the podcast, right? Let's get former or current pro players on and have this other story whether it's NHL or not. And I've had people reach out to me now. You know, you have you guys started the podcast off with, you know, Bobby Robbins and to Brian Fox, Shane Force, and Darren Banks, former NHL guys. You know, and then you guys get some random players or random coaches in Europe or whatever. But you listen to these episodes, and they all have wonderful stories. And they all know everybody else, like whether they play in the NHL, North American, uh, the minor leagues here. Um, you know, but it's very cool because some of my favorites weren't even maybe NHL. You know? Oh, I agree. You know, I mean, like current players, you know, have it. You know, we had Justin Hodgman on. Again, he's playing over in Sheffield yep. and lighting it up over there at the moment. Um, really and, opened our eyes to uh, English hockey, to be honest with you. Yeah, really did. You know, he did his stint in the NHL and uh, AHL here in America, and then he he went over there, and he's doing real well. But he is one that's just been just a super nice guy, and we've had him on twice, and, uh, you know, he's been great. Um, you know, Gary Steffes with his spirituality has been great. I think one of the ones for me because it was um, um, – guy around my age and that's mark strobel uh oh, you yeah. know assistant coach up at wisconsin and uh you know had, had played in the uh, uh, a lot in the ahl with uh, albany and he had some great stories and 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 i really felt i i i had a connection with him maybe it was because we're around the same age yeah. but he was a super nice guy as well and and we've talked a little bit uh communicated after that show too and uh, i should actually follow up with him but he's one that's been like Hey, we're friends now. If you ever get to Wisconsin, come up here yeah. and go to a Badgers game. We'll, you know, we'll treat you well. Same thing with uh, with Helner over in uh, uh, PA. Yeah. yeah, Hershey. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it, it it's been great. We're going to continue doing it. Some people have asked, is it hard to get guests? And the answer is yes and no. Yes and no. Um, you know, we're not going to divulge our secrets just because we want <laughs> we want to. Yeah 
still uh, beat us, but. Um, Oh, yeah. Detroit, Detroit Viper in the IHL. Casino Like I said, we've we've not had any guests that we've ended the interview like, oh man, what a jerk, or that was a waste of time, or anything like that. So just because we're not mentioning the uh, fifty or so guests we've had on, doesn't mean that uh, we didn't enjoy them. I think we've enjoyed every one, and that's why we continue to do this. And hopefully, we ask questions, bring their hockey journey uh, to. Uh, you, the listeners, because like you said, Andrew, every story, even if they don't make it to the highest level uh, or highest league in, in play, their stories are great. Matter of fact, ones that usually don't make it to the NHL have some of the best stories, really. Absolutely. Yeah. So in uh, lieu of uh, March being Women's History Month, uh, we're going to go ahead and I'm just going to talk a little bit about some history that I didn't know. We want to give some shout out to the ladies. And again, we broke sort of history for us. We probably should have done it earlier. We just, you know, with our guests coming on and it was, uh, uh, you know, having Kaylee Fracken on last week. And of course, that was uh, 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 purely through her brother, who is uh, assistant coach over in Germany right now. And of course, we had him on the podcast and he was like, uh, uh, you sure you didn't want to interview my sister? You know, she plays for the Boston Pride. And we're like, oh, yeah, we'd love to. But no, we wanted to, yeah. you know, start with you. Funny. So, you know, he uh, he gave us, uh, you know, hey, let me get in touch with my sister and see if she'd come on. So in lieu of that, I was thinking about let's show a little bit of the ladies a little love here. So, um, Andrew, guess when women's hockey, at least we guessed, we're guesstimating based on pictures and so forth, started a, a women's league. The 1880s. Andrew's waiting too long to reply. Yeah, so we we don't know for sure. I'm doing a little bit of research on this. Um, it's about 1889-ish or something like that. But there's, you know, it, 
not everybody agrees on the first game or the first league, but anyway, up in Canada. And uh, Isabel Stanley, Lord Stanley's daughter, was actually one of the first women hockey players, we think. And of course, Isabel is Isabel Trophy for the PHF now. And, you know, I'm sure that's named after her, the Isabel Trophy. And again, Isabel is I-S-O-B-E-L. So uh, sort of an unusual way to, spe uh, to uh, spell that name. Okay, so uh, 1991, I'm just picking some uh, highlights here. 1991, uh, Jenny Hanley is the first woman to uh, play on a men's college hockey team. So it took all the way to the 90s for this to happen. And of course, everybody knows the uh, great Mayon Rayon. I hope I'm pronouncing that in French correct. And of course, uh, you know, she uh, played uh, in what, like three ECHL teams, some IHL teams. Yeah. And of course, they like Yeah. And, you know, interesting about that. So I remember this. I remember this. I was, you know, like 22 or something when this happened. So yeah, Phil Esposito, and he's gone on to say it was a publicity stunt. Because uh, doing a little bit of research, I know that he was trying to recruit uh, the great women's hockey player, uh, Haley uh, Wickenheiser, and trying to get you know, her to sign, I think it was with uh, Cincinnati Cyclones. And so Phil, I think, was looking for, uh, you know, to get a woman involved. And he did say that, you know, Mayon, he grabbed as a publicity stunt, even though he believed in her. And of course... She did go on to play professional hockey for some time, and she did play one NHL preseason. Um, so she really broke a lot of ground there. And, of course, I think she used Tampa just as much as Tampa used her. I'm glad, for so. I'm glad she did. But here's the thing. So that was in 92, right? What happens if that happened today? I think that people have been long waiting for the first female to play in the NHL and, and make it. It's, it's long overdue. If we can get some five, six guys in there, we could certainly get some five, eight, five, nine women in there that, oh, yeah, that can be just as strong. Yeah. And, you know, who knows, maybe that'll be happening. Uh, but, you know, it, it just seems like, it wouldn't be a publicity stunt anymore. It would actually be for real. I think our society's come a long way yeah. that it wouldn't be, oh, look at that, uh, a girl playing, you know, with the boys, you know, that type of thing is long over. Hopefully, hopefully. So 1991, oh, we talked about that. Um, Hanley being the first um, woman to play on a men's college team. 1987, of course, women's hockey history. It's the first uh, world championship hockey first international game uh let's see also in 1992 i believe it was women's hockey was the first time it was an olympic sport can you believe that yeah i know we look at today yeah we look at today and we know it's like women's hockey in the olympics is a has been a big deal for a long time not just because usa uh and canada but it's just been uh, uh things that people have watched out for it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it took until 1992 for that to happen. Okay. Um, so let's see, I'll go through my history here. So 
Um, let's see. Did you know, by the way, that there's seven women on the Stanley Cup? Not seven. Yeah, there's seven uh, various women for, you know, um, just as in football, I believe they've had some women conditioners and executives and the NFL. Well, hockey kind of broke that mold a long, long time ago with having women involved in the upper echelons of uh, the hockey organization. So there are seven women that have worked with teams that deserve to have their name on a cup and they're on that cup. So it shouldn't come as a surprise. But most of the time when you look at Stanley Cup, you know, you don't see too many women's names on there. Uh, let's see. The first player, and this is interesting because this is for uh, our Tulsa Oiler fans. And, of course, they probably remember this. 2005. So the great um, Angela Ruggiero. I mean, she went on to be, you know, USA, you know, just Hall of Famer. Uh, matter of fact, she's in the Hall of Fame. I think she was class of 2015, I think in the Hockey Hall of Fame. She was the first non-goalie female to actually play in a professional men's league. It was in the ECHL in the Tulsa Oilers, which uh, assuming based on that history was in the CHL. Um, so, she, and I believe her brother was goalie. Okay. Yeah, when I was looking up some of these stats. So pretty interesting stuff there. Now, recently, women have been really, really uh, doing well. So uh, just as an antidote here, well, I should say antidote, uh, just as a, a quick note. So Danielle Goyette, the first women assistant hockey coach. Now she was like worked, I believe in Toronto uh, with player development and things like that for, for a while. But in 2022 up in Newfoundland, the Growlers, which reminds me, we got to hit up Todd. Yeah. Got to hit up Todd Skirving to come on the show again uh, as soon as the season's over. Uh, she served as assistant coach, first one. And also 2011, we had the first female officiate. And that's, um, I think it was uh, Schneedeline, Laura. Yeah. Well, I read too when I was looking up some uh, women's history facts for hockey is that um, in December of 2021, people should know this, it just announced that the ECHL just got their first uh, on ice official as a woman as well. So they're breaking barriers. And not to mention, too, I believe the Canucks assistant general manager is a woman as well. I just don't know her name. And it's wonderful to see. I forget uh, who, but on uh, uh, on the ESPNs watching hockey this season, they've had uh, some some women color commentators. And we're breaking through barriers, and we're two males talking about this. So we're probably the least uh, qualified people to talk about women breaking barriers and everything else. Right. But, you know, if we're not going to talk about it, um, you know, what are the males are. So we feel, you know, we should be. So we are. So but breaking down barriers, let's put it what it really is. What it is, is I guess men not wanting women to be there. That's, that's breaking the barriers. The barriers have been men, I'm assuming. That's the only thing I would assume. And it's, and it's like, uh, you know, it's like listening to the female um, color commentator. And I forget who it is. It might even be um, Gregorio, actually, Angela. But I don't, I don't know. I, I can't remember the name, but I can't remember any color commentator. So it's not just because she's female. I don't remember the name. I'm just bad remembering names. But I remember going, oh, they got a, they got, they got a, they got a woman doing color commentary tonight. Good, right? Five minutes into the game, uh, she's no, I'm not identifying that as, oh, oh, there's, there's a woman. It's she's doing a great job. 
And uh, all of a sudden, it's she's just another color commentator doing a good job. And that's really, I think, hopefully with these, you know, barriers, which is, I'm going to assume men not wanting women in on, either they don't want them in on the party or they don't want to, for some reason, don't feel that the audience, the public wants that. But I think the public is, really doesn't care. It's let the best person, you know, do what they need to do. So hopefully we'll see a lot more, um, you know, women being involved in coaching, officiating. And again, even players, and I get it in the NHL, we're talking six, five guys, you know, 230. Right. Yeah, you know, we wouldn't be able to survive out there. A lot of ex-players have told us that they wouldn't be able to survive out there with the guys these days. Right. Um, but, you know, hopefully we do see, uh, you know, women being involved more and more in sports. And, you know, they are behind the scenes have been for years. Right. Conditioning, uh, you know, a lot of different strategy things like that. So uh, anyway, that's our poor attempt of trying to give a little bit of uh, women's history. We feel that it's important. And if we start talking about it, hopefully others will continue to talk about it. And we won't have to say, oh, what a novelty. Oh, that's a woman doing that. Right. Exactly. And uh, but in the same right, you know, we got the, uh, um, you know, you got the various women's hockey leagues doing well, PHF, right? And uh, they're doing well, and they have their own league, and it's catching on and doing well. So they also have that as well. And hopefully they'll start to be paid even more. We went over last week um, with, uh, with, with Fracken to uh, talking about how pay has gotten better, but still it's not a full-time pay. But then again, we talked to our ECHL guys, and those guys are making, what, 40 grand a year or something like that. So, you know, it is what it is at certain leagues. Yeah, absolutely. So episode 66, um, not a filler for us. We just figured it would be good for us to kind of take a week to you guys get to know us a little bit better and uh, let us have our say for the first time. And since like episode 17, because normally we just have guests on. And uh, who is our next guest, Andrew? We got a big guest coming on for next week. So I know that. We're releasing this today, which is Monday. We'll have another one on probably by Friday or Saturday to keep on track. But the next one that we know of um, is Cam Connor, who is a NHL Hall of Famer um, that I believe won Stanley Cup with the Montreal Canadiens. And I believe, if my sir, memory serves me correct, is going to be our first player that actually played in the old WHA, the World Hockey so, Association. Yes. So that was that league in the 70s for our listeners that don't know that competed with the NHL, drew a lot of NHL talent away. And then the team, I mean, the league disbanded, I think it was like 78, 79. And of course you had, you know, Quebec, Hartford, uh, Edmonton, uh, you know, and join the NHL. Right. So uh, it'll be interesting to talk to him. And uh, he's got to be an older guy obviously. Oh, definitely an older guy. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew booked this one. I had nothing to do with this one. So we're going to look forward to that. That'll be a a new guest for us and talking about some seventies hockey. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to have to do some research. Yeah. And it's hard to get some of these older guys. Uh, We'd love to. And you know, even with like Neil Eisenhut, who's not an old guy, 
you know, he didn't want to do the Zoom thing. So we had to do it via phone and try to record the phone conversation and it worked. So maybe with some of these older guys, we'll try to reach out and it'd be great to talk to them. Some of them just don't know how to get on Zoom. We'll have to do a whole episode for our uh, listeners one day. Just all the funny, quirky, awkward stories that we have, you know, that we've had with our guests in the past. That we've done. It's pretty, oh, yeah. Pretty funny. We've got a collection. Of stories. Well, let, let, let's tell it one or two here and then we'll finish. So one that we messed up is this. You would figure that time zones. You'd figure that time zones are easy to figure out because you just look up what time zone you're in, what time zone your guest is going to be in. And then when you agree on a time, you get the time right. We screwed it up a couple times, but once in a big way with Shane Corson. Do you remember this? Yes. So instead of like adding, I forget what it was, like two hours ahead, it was supposed to be like uh, five o'clock. But somehow I had messed it up and I said three o'clock his time rather than five o'clock. I just. Yeah. And I'm going to teach you this time. I get a text that says Shane Corson just talked about. So I got a message, you know, uh, saying, hey, Shane Corson. And some, you know, uh, we gave him the Zoom ID and uh, he was on two hours ahead of what he was supposed to. I'm at work. I get the notification. Luckily, I'm at my computer. So I get on the Zoom, I meet Shane Corson for the first time and tell him, oh yeah, man, I screwed up your two hours early. And I don't think he was happy, but he was like, he was like, so, you know, what kind of Mickey Mouse shit is this? Is probably what he's thinking. And he's going, okay, so not, not, so you want me to call back in two hours later? And I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> and he's like, looking at his watch going, ah, oh. and he's like, Okay, I can do that. And then we had a great chat. Yeah, very good stuff. You'd be fair. We're going the other way. Yes. You know, one time to not, you know, let all their guests have to play. So, never name drop, but we've had a couple of that. Uh, time zones are just not, yeah. not their thing at all. And uh, it's just funny that they will just hop on whatever time it is for them, no matter if it's Eastern, Standard, uh, Central. Yeah. They, we're in Oklahoma, so we're Central. We're Central. My Noah, he's a Eastern, but that's what we're kind of stuck with. No, it's like the guys out in Newfoundland or Prince Edward Island. Right. I think it's Prince Edward Island, you know, where it's, you know, that they're in the Atlantic right. time zone. So it's like two, uh, anyway, time zones. And now trying to schedule somebody that's playing in the KHL over in Russia or overseas. Yeah, that could be a little crazy as well. Cause they're like, yeah, it's, you know, how about six o'clock my time? I'll uh, see so you guys are seven hours ahead. Yeah. And the earliest one that we've ever had was what Dan Quinn at like 8 a.m. I think everything we've always done in like afternoons, luckily. We've never had any crazy early mornings with the uh, Europe players. Huh? No. It's kind of worked out. So, no. Like booking times. And it's always But so. uh, it, it, it's all worked out. Anyway, uh, we don't want to make this episode long. This is just uh, a quick sort of reflections, episode 66 here. And uh, again, we'll be back next week with, uh, with, a, with, a, with a guest, whether it be Cam or someone else. We also want to uh, hook up uh, uh, Capuano to talk a little bit about Bruins, since we have him on the talk specifically Bruins and 
and uh, we'll talk to him as they're going to do their push into the playoffs. Bruins playing pretty well right now. Bruins are playing very, very well right now. The depth scoring is there. We just got to kind of tighten up the D a little bit. We do, and uh, loving the goalie celebrations. Loving it. Swayman's on fire. Yeah, Swayman and uh, and Allmark, you know, with their little hug thing that they do there. Yep. And that's great because when you see goaltending combinations like that working well, it reminds me of the old Bruins days of Andy Mogan, uh, Reggie Lemlin. Yeah. You know, both who I would love to get on the podcast, by the way. Yeah. But uh, yeah. we'll have to find out how do you how do you contact them. Yeah. Anyway, so we'll end episode 66 here. We want to thank you guys. Um, one thing we didn't mention, Andrew, we don't want to be too boastful, but if you don't boast, no one else will. Yep. So, uh, you know, we've pretty much made it on. We get notifications uh, from the different podcasts at Black and Gold uh, has us on, and we do get notifications about when we make some sort of a, a, a ranking charting, list yeah. or charting, whatever. And we've charted uh, pretty much it almost everywhere that has hockey America. Uh, so United States, Canada, UK, uh, Germany. Matter of fact, we're still on Germany. Uh, we're still on UK right now. Uh, even like, uh, what was it? Latvia? Latvia. Yeah. That was one while ago. Yep. So uh, we're getting, uh, you know, listeners from all over and uh, we appreciate that. And uh, we're averaging about a, 2000 now yeah. uh, per episode. So I think a lot of people are subscribing to us and thank you. And uh, we want to also uh, talk and get some guests over in the UK yep. again, because we got uh, good following there with UK listeners as well. So we will end it here today. We thank you all very much for listening. Uh, if you haven't give us a, uh, a good Apple podcast review or whatever podcast you're on that we're told also helps with our rankings. And of course that helps us with our, our boss, yep. you know, market black and gold uh, to know that uh, we got a good following base and things yeah. like that. So uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. You too. See ya. <laughs>